This is college football. It's absolute best. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, it could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. Ball hit high in the air in the right field. Going back to Sayre. And Tennessee can say hello with Column. A grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. You can't draw it up any better. We just won a basketball game, and we're very happy right now. Just McGrath for the win. He got it. If you don't like college football, and you watch this one, I'm not sure what your problem is. Rid it did to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, April 30th. It is episode 456. We have the whole crew here tonight, obviously landing there to, uh, to my left, I guess. My right. It's so confusing. I don't know. It's mirrored. <laughs> My right on the computer screen. It's something. I don't know what it is. We're here. We're both here. You you deal with it. There's names. You you can figure (laughs) it out. I trust you guys to be smart people. Um, Although I do have a fail for maybe some some people that that might be listening later on. But it's a great show. We're talking sweep. Um, Feels good to feels good to feel good. Yeah, man. Got the brooms out again. I mean, it's kind of like deja vu. We'll we'll talk about it in a little bit, but. yeah, it kind of played out the same way last weekend did. So I don't know if yeah. this, if we can just keep this going, I'll be I'll be feeling really good here in the next. Yeah, I, I saw some debate on on how the Vols should win. Um, you know how do, how do we want them to win? Is it you know late game heroics? Is it jumping out to a lead? I, I just want the Vols to win. I, I don't care how it happens. Just win, baby, win. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, if I'm you know the the theatrics is cool at the end, but uh, a run rule leaving early at, after this like. At the end of the seventh, that's that's prime time for me. I love that. <laughs> I'll take that, that every single is that, is that gonna be a postseason thing? <laughs> God, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, that'll that'll be interesting. It's just so demoralizing to to get run ruled. Yeah, and I love uh Drew Beam's commitment to trying to pitch full full games, especially you know, when it's seven. He's like, I'm I'm staying in here for seven innings and I'm gonna trust my guys can score ten runs. Yeah, hundred percent. That's yeah, easy. I love, I love that. Uh, we're also going to talk about the NFL draft. Uh, good good time overall, especially there on uh, late Friday for the, for the volunteers. We'll talk about that. There was some uh, historical implications there with Darnell Wright going in the first round, top 10, number 10 overall. Um, kind of kind of feels – we've talked about how maybe it feels like the turning of the tide here with Josh Heupel. This is a this is another kind of notch on the belt there to, to feel like you're going that direction. Yeah, I think it's huge just for your program to have – that I mean, looking at the like how the offense produced last, I didn't. When you look at our offense, you're not thinking like, "Oh, your your right tackle is going to be a top ten pick." Um, right. But that's the way it kind of worked out, and uh, props to all those guys for sticking it out through uh, the whole Jeremy Pruitt debacle. And um, it, it seems like that was a good decision on their part because it seemed to pay off for them. Yeah, definitely for Donnell Wright. I mean, he's a dog, man. He's a dog. dog. Do we get a Chicago Bears orange jersey with right on the back? It seems right. 
Those are pretty sweet alternates too. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're the best. Kind of. What is that called? Color rush, I believe. I, I think they're their color rush jerseys. Yeah. Yeah. Do we yeah, think I it's? Do I'm it. trying to think what all there is out there. I mean, the Jaguars are far and away the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't. I don't know other ones that are off the top of my head though that are really good. I mean, I know what I'm a Rams hunter, have. But I, I do like the the Panthers ones. Panthers color rush. What are they? It's like the the teal kind of. It's just all teal. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to think think some more. What a what's out there. They're getting alternate helmets, aren't they? This year, is that this year? Yes, yes, yes. Be awesome. they are. That will be sick. I, it's like it, there's so many good alternate helmets out there, and I I mean I would argue some teams need to just make those alternates permanent, but I'm glad that they at least get to wear those because it's it's a dumb rule. I I'm, I just I think it's a very dumb rule. <laughs> yeah, agreed. The uh, you, you're talking about the the helmet helmet. Yeah, the one helmet rule. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't yeah. make any sense. Whatever. I mean, Antonio Brown didn't help the case. I mean, they. Got I think it. if we're yeah. able to wear like different cleats, I feel like we should all be able to wear like different helmets. <laughs> the, the feet is more important than the head. Uh, Landon's yeah. into feet is what I heard. So, <laughs> oh well, that's how they're the NFL's playing it. I feel like we should we should have. I don't know how. Like, I don't know. I'm getting into a, digging a hole here. I, I don't know. Um, I just feel like it would be really funny how um, kind of like the – what's it called? The uh, Pro Bowl where everybody has mm-hmm. like their different helmet. I think that would be cool. Oh, just everybody have their own helmet? Yeah. <laughs> just everybody wear uh, – it's it's the – so the Pro Bowl doesn't do this, but like high school all-star games. I they think have all the, the different stickers? Yeah, I think the Reese's um, Senior Bowl does it. Yeah, all the different helmet stickers on. Yeah. Just guys you played with. Um Instead of like having to pay so much for like jerseys, like switching jerseys, you just slap each other's logo on the helmet. Yeah, yeah. And now yeah. with NIL, I feel like college we could do like, like every person kind of has their brand. Like you get somebody's brand. It's a NASCAR race. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm I'm on board with that. Let's do that. I'm I'm absolutely on board with that. Yeah, we have seen we make that happen. The ball club needs to just hit us up because we got, <laughs> we got ideas. ideas just firing off. <laughs> Just put a put a microphone on us all, all time, and then you, mm-hmm. you you run out the best ones, which are you'll, all. Of them. You'll get some crappy ideas, but you'll get quite a few good ones too. Yeah, we'll find out how good they are at their craft. You got to make the crappy ones good. That, that's your right. job. We just yeah. we present the idea. Our job is to pre- present ideas, not good ideas. It's ideas. Yeah, yep. that's all. So we're here for. <laughs> uh, we are going to get into this show. Talk a little NFL draft to start. Before we do that, though, I got to tell you about some of our good friends. Underdog is Knoxville's best sports collectible store. The wide selection of UT cards, autographs, and memorabilia. Whether you're looking for a Peyton Manning autographed helmet or the most recent Topps baseball card release, you'll find it at Underdog. The shop is owned by UT graduates and proudly supports UT sports by hosting NIL events throughout the year. Stop by the University Commons Shopping Center next to Publix and Domino's to check them out. They're open six days a week with live YouTube shows three nights per week. Remember to always bet on the Underdog. Shout out to Underdog Collectibles. Best in the business. Excited to get more collabs potentially coming here soon. Uh, tops baseball card break coming soon. I've been saying that. Like I said, I'm an ideas guy. Action isn't my thing, but but I'm gonna make it happen eventually. Underdogs trying to they're trying to lure me into the store. Um, they've got they told me they have candy. Uh, trying to get me there in that way. Um, yeah. So I soon, soon and very soon, my friend. I love it. Yep. Um, I do think it's funny how 
Never mind. We're, we're getting into football first. No, Sorry. say it. Say it. Say it. Ideas uh, guy. Say it. I'm just I'm just talking about baseball. You mentioned the luring you in with candy. Um, a Vanderbilt podcast mentioned that um, Tennessee had a Cracker Jack stadium. And I would just like to kind of touch on that a little bit. I don't understand kind of what the – Cracker Jacks are awesome. So, I don't know where the uh, – I'm sure there's they're throwing shade somehow. I don't I don't really know what that means. Um, is it just like good stadium that has a surprise every single time you open? I, I just I don't understand <laughs> what is what the um what they're trying to say when they say Cracker Jack Stadium. So I've heard the reference. Full disclosure, I'm not aware of what it means either. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm with you. I've heard it, but yeah, I going sort of away from that, but still on the same track. Are Cracker Jacks the most underrated snack? And by that, I mean, I feel like they get nothing but disrespect. And I don't think they're the best snack, but they're good. And they have one of the worst reputations for a good snack, which I think makes them the most underrated. Yeah. It's it's weird. Like, they're even un, like underrated in terms of, like, I don't even know how often I even see Cracker Jacks on a shelf anywhere. Of all baseball games, the last time and the only time I've had Cracker Jacks. Oh, really? They have them in the. You gave them to me last name? time. I don't know where. I don't know where you got them. You brought me Cracker Jacks. Oh, last really? Last time I had them. Yeah, I'm, I, yeah. At the uh, what game was that? It was a game last year. We actually lost. I tried. I tried everything to get my rally cap on. It didn't work. Huh. It was probably late April last year. I can't remember what game though. Well, maybe they had them in the MVP room. I don't know. <laughs> I doubt I bought them, <laughs> but I I'll think, definitely, I think they I will actually, definitely destroy some Cracker Jacks for free, though. I think I remember them handing them out, and you okay. grabbed me like a box or two. Okay, yeah, yeah. Guess in and around the seventh inning at some point. Oh, uh, that might, that, yeah. Buy me some <laughs> peanuts and, and Cracker Jacks. I mean, like it, it's it's in like one of the most like beloved baseball songs of all time. I don't understand like what we're like it's that song is the national anthem for baseball, and we're we're, we're using that as a as a shot at somebody else's thing. I don't. I just don't understand. I don't know. I I mean, I, I would guess they're referencing this. See, I, I I thought crack. I think when I've heard it, it means not a good stadium. But I don't know what they mean by that because Vanderbilt doesn't have a good stadium, and I'm not saying like it's not. You know, I, you can argue about the the length of the walls and stuff and all that whatever but i mean vanderbilt's not it's not a dudley yeah it doesn't it doesn't have the environment of Ole miss yeah and i was talking to a mississippi state fan this weekend his son actually played for mississippi state and um i was like yeah the dude is, is somewhere i'd love to go watch a baseball game he's like yeah it's it's awesome he's like honestly though like this place is really cool too it's not it honestly, it doesn't have the like huge feel, but it's very impact, it, compact, and it's very like loud in here, and that's what you want from a home stadium. Yeah, right. I mean, it doesn't look like crap. They've made it look nice. Now it's very, it's got a lot of work to to happen it, to make it's it. It's very a, a temporary. <laughs> like the bleachers right. and stuff is temporary, but um, it, it's it actually happened after uh, Kentucky's last home series, right? Yes. Uh, assume, well, so depending on as soon regionals as regionals and super yeah. yeah, depending on regionals and super regionals, 
I think they're ready to go as soon as the last last out happens. Let's do it. Rolling. I think they're rolling in dozers and cranes and all that good stuff. God, dude, I don't know how long a crane's going to take. They, I hope they <laughs> ordered it like two years ago. Uh, <clears throat> all right, let's get to the draft. Sorry, I went on a, a tangent there, but um, when you said <laughs> candy, it kind of made me think of that Cracker Jack comment that I'm just like, you know, what a stupid comment. Yeah, um, someone a did nerd comment. comment. That is so Vanderbilt is just a bunch of nerds. Okay, I can't see who did it. Shout out to them. They said the concession does have Cracker Jacks, so. You can get Cracker Jacks at Lindsey Nelson. And uh, honestly, a fail on Mississippi State's part for wanting to get back on the bus just to go back to Mississippi. I mean, that is miserable. <laughs> I don't understand that at all. So, fell on their part. Yeah. <coughs> Absolutely. But the draft, sorry. No, you're good. I'm glad we, we had to we had to discuss that, of course. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't not, so. Right. Um, yeah, let's, let's, let's get into the uh, NFL draft. Obviously, it's going to start out with Darnell Wright Thursday night. Um, getting drafted number 10 overall, Chicago Bears. The Bears. That is the first top 10 pick for Tennessee since 2008. No, sorry, 2009. Eric Berry to the Chiefs. 2008, Gerard Mayo went eight. Gerard Mayo went 10th to the Patriots. Next year, Barry went fifth to the Chiefs. Um, and then it's the first round pick since 2017. Is that right? Yep, 2017 with uh, Derek Barnett going to the, the Eagles. So, wow. Yeah. Big, it's good to kind of feel like everything's starting to get on the right track again. Yeah, and like, uh, I mean, looking at the kind of star ratings with Darnell Wright, I mean, he was obviously a five-star. I do think there is – I mean, obviously there's bust, and there's bust even if you're a high draft pick doesn't mean you're going to have a successful career in the NFL. Right. Um, but I do think there is a little something to the star ratings. Now, I know there's going to be a lot more three stars that get drafted because there are a lot more three stars. But when you look at the average between the two, I mean, it's kind of like on par. Yeah, I actually had a most important for that. I'll just go ahead and since you're talking, uh, this year, five stars had an 81.3% draft rate. Wow. Which is the uh, uh, it's like drastically improved. And I mean, it's got to be a little bit easier to evaluate <laughs> talent now. In terms of just all the information you can get, with and there's the like a billion camps, <laughs> and there's a billion camps. Um, so yeah, I think that's probably. I mean, there's a lot of things that are going into it, but I, we clown a lot of like rivals on three, um, two four uh, seven, two four seven, and especially ESPN. And I will. <laughs> well, that's just a ESPN clown is excluded from what I'm about to say. <laughs> yeah. ESPN is excluded from what I'm about to say. Uh, I, I will always, uh, you know give them a hard time because there are obviously going to be misses and some misses that similar to a lot of these draft picks that uh, will be called bust that are just obviously going to be bust. Um, no, they, they obviously they're, they figured it out. They, they've, they've, they're starting to perfect their craft for sure in terms of mm-hmm. evaluating high schoolers and, and their uh, projections. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely like, Cool to see, like you. I mean, Bryce Young was was the number one player, and then you know, just kind of like maintaining, you know, winning the Heisman, and then going on to to being the number one pick. I mean, it it is like interesting to see kind of how all those guys turn out, and and you get people that like aren't like they they just don't have that production or you know size or or whatever in the NFL where it, it doesn't like makes sense to like like Henry Toto. I mean, he was one of the top 50 players. Mm-hmm. 
all five of Tennessee players went ahead of him. Yeah. Which so, is like, I, I, I don't, I don't know, maybe you are, I don't know. It's people's, I'm, I, I've always said I never had a problem with Henry Toto trans. Henry no, added a toe on there. Uh, transferring, it's the, I had a, I had disdain for you going to Alabama. Yeah. Don't go to oh, the yeah. Now that he's gone from Alabama, and t- especially now that Tennessee got the win over him and, and he still never uh, won third Saturday October game in Neyland Stadium. Um, Just business. So, yeah. So now that that's happened, it's like, I don't care about him. Forget him. Yeah. You know, never like wished ill on him. So whatever, move on. Like I've seen people arguing about should he have transferred to Alabama? Would he have gotten a higher draft grade at Tennessee and, and all that? And I do wish his family and him would shut up about calling Tennessee a mistake. It's it's just annoying. Do you want people to hate you? I don't understand. I, I guess. No, I don't. I mean, I, you you make your bed, or uh, yeah, you you make your bed, you lay in it. Um, yeah. And he did that. So did he not? Did he think just Tennessee fans are just going to be okay with him going to Alabama? I mean, it's not even not even that. It's just like, like you publicly come out and like agreed with Nick Saban that going to Tennessee initially was a mistake, mm. which is very weird to me. Like it all, in my opinion, kind of worked out for him in the sense of he did get drafted. He's going to get a chance to play in yeah. the NFL. You know, it worked get, out for us too. So yeah, no, for sure. Well, I, I would I would like number ten on our defense, but well, I mean, if, if that was the case, <laughs> but it worked does, out. Does Aaron Beasley like? No, yeah, sure. You know, have the development that he's gotten. Sure. Maybe not. No, yeah, I don't. I mean, it's just interesting, like all these things in life, and you're going to call it a mistake to go to Tennessee, where you obviously improved. Yeah, and got paid to go there when you weren't supposed to. So, <laughs> shout out NIL, Jeremy Purse, head of the curve, man. Yeah, Good head of the man. curve. Uh, but yeah, that's Darnell. Darnell Wright going to Chicago. That's it, it, obviously much needed those, for for Justin yeah. Fields. <laughs> obviously, for those uh, those first. Those first couple of picks were pretty um, – you knew it was going to happen. You you knew Darnell Wright was going top ten. And, and if you believed Will Levis was going top ten or number one overall or anything like that, you're you're an idiot, Matt Jones. Yeah. Yeah, and for, for Darnell Wright to be kind of like – he just kind of fits the Bears, like just dirtiness. Oh, yeah. Na- you, you like that nasty? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like Soldier Field, man. Yep. Just so he's he's actually been renovated though. He's, yeah, that man's he's ready gonna to be go. all in the mud. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. Uh, kind of interesting too. We talked about like Hendon Hooker, which obviously won't. Um, I was talking to someone. Obviously, won't be their starting quarterback or anything. But Detroit's built a nice roster. Hendon Hooker went uh, third round, sixty eight overall to the the Detroit Lions. That that division is. Is it if Detroit can piece together the you know, the right group of guys? I mean that division's. A good, it's a good year to be competitive in that division. Yeah, I mean, especially with like Aaron Rodgers gone, um, Minnesota's a weird place. Minnesota. They get, mm-hmm. they have, you know, Kirk Cousins is good, not great, sometimes yeah. bad. <laughs> well, and that's why I said it's a good year to be competitive, though, because I expect the Vikings to be be competitive, be competing for that number one spot in that division, but. They're not. I don't. They're obviously not good enough that they'll just dominate. So it's, it's if you can piece it together, Bears. If Justin Fields can figure it out, um, if you can get guys that can block for him, uh, and his best play isn't a, a scramble every every game. Um, you know, yeah, it could be a good year to be competitive. Yeah, and like with the the whole Jared Goff thing, like 
I mean, I don't think anybody was going to draft Hendon Hooker expecting him to be the starter. No. <laughs> and so, I think that's good for Hendon Hooker. Yeah. I think I mean, that, that's the same thing, too, if he was a – if he didn't tear his ACL, I still think he's probably not getting drafted to be your day one starter. Right. So, I mean, yeah, was it kind of surprising that all all those guys kind of fell? Like, Hyatt, I guess Hyatt and Hooker um, were the two guys that – I just thought would go higher just because of all the mock draft attention that that all of them, you know, kind of got. I mean, there was one that had Hinton Hooker going number five overall. Um, Jalen Hyatt was consistently in the, the first round. So, you know, having those guys fall a little bit was kind of weird. But I do, <clears throat> I do think that Hinton Hooker is in a <coughs> – good Lord – is in a good situation just because, like, I mean, Jared Goff, like – I mean, not the greatest quarterback, and like right. he's kind of a slimmer build quarterback. If he, you know, I, I think they're definitely wanting Hendon Hooker to come in, learn a little bit, maybe get healthy, and then like then you have a competition. You know, if he can beat out Jared Goff, I don't think there's anybody upset about that. I don't think they've they've invested a little bit, but it, it wasn't the investment that they got when they drafted Matthew Stafford, right? Um, right. So. You know, I think they – like, Jared Goff isn't your – he might be your, your quarterback, but I don't think he's your franchise quarterback for the no. future. No, no, no I, I would say definitely not not the case for them. No, yeah. I've, and there's tons, about, there's tons of Tennessee balls on that Detroit Lions team. Yeah, it's super strange, too, how they – um, I don't know if you knew this, but Emmanuel Mosley actually was the starting quarterback uh, for um, – him and Hendon Hooker went to the same high school. Emmanuel Mosley was a starting quarterback, yeah. and then Hendon Hooker took over after Emmanuel Mosley went to Tennessee. I did, I did not know that. I didn't know they went to the same and high school. And now they're That's playing, crazy. yeah, in Detroit together. So, oh, fun facts! I love fun facts. Yep, that's 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 hilarious. Um, as far as them falling, I was just so weird. You mentioned the the mock drafts. I just I thought the mock drafts had them overvalued, um, but then I also thought maybe maybe some people were undervaluing them. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I don't know where, how this happens. I was, I was worried with hooker's injury. Um, I, I think we talked about this on uh, Saturday night where it's like, I think they expect him to be healthy for the season, but I think it's going to be cr- pretty crazy to expect Hendon hooker to be uh full go rely. Like you shouldn't rely on him to be on the 53 man roster in week one um, because it is an ACL injury. You're going to get into training camp and, That'll be when you're trying to get – that'll be your first opportunity, really, to try to get back into mm-hmm. game condition with it. And So I think it would be pretty crazy to expect that. But um, So I think that may be some hesitation there, and I'm interested to see what the lines do to – I don't even know who they're – they have two quarterbacks right now. I don't even know the other guy. I think Nate Sudfield is is who it is. Okay. Um, so Devin Arnold on Facebook had, had a question. He said, were you guys surprised to see Hyatt and Hooker fall to the third round, or is this – a is that about where you thought they'd come off the board? I thought uh, they'd go higher. Um, I I thought they could go higher, but I I think I would say that is the farthest I thought they'd fall. Is right yeah. about where they're at. Yeah i i didn't I didn't see either one of them fall into the third round. Um, but when everybody that needed kind of a quarterback, like in that first round, didn't go quarterback, I was like, oh. <laughs> That's weird. Um, and then Will Levis fell too. So I like it. 
I think that there was a clear cut, like, here's the top two, and then the Colts, I don't know what they're doing. But, <laughs> um, you know, they took Anthony Richardson, and, and then Will Levis fell. So, I mean, I just think it wasn't the best quarterback class. I mean, it or... absolutely was not a good quarterback class outside the top two. Yeah. Absolutely not. And, and that's not a knock on Hinton Hooker. Love the guy. I think he'll have. And he, he's probably he's probably definitely the number three quarterback without the injury and mm. him being as old as he is. Yeah, like that's I mean, that's always going to be his knock. Is like he's twenty five. Twenty five. Yeah, I mean he's kind of already in his prime. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, that's good. Maybe maybe day one guy for you then if he's not in. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, it, he, he's definitely going to be like a gray piece in that locker room. Um and then obviously a familiar face with all those Tennessee balls on there. So I just, man, Detroit is not a city I would want to move to. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's some nice parts, but I don't know how many, how nice the nice parts are. I was listening to some people talk about it. And like, it, I, you know, you've always heard how bad it is. I've never been. Have you been? No, I've never been. No. I've always heard how bad it is. But if you listen to people, they, the problem is too, like a lot of people will describe any big city that way. Yeah, that's true. Like like Chicago's New York, probably the same New York way. City, Chicago, uh, and like LA. I guess like mo some of those guys probably live like in a suburb of. I think everyone now in Detroit, from my understanding, lives in the suburbs. Yeah, yeah. That's probably <laughs> but yeah, it's it's one of those things. I'm like, there's got to be a nice good parts of Detroit. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's got to be. I mean, right? Yeah. There's a there's an NFL team there for God's sakes. Yeah, you. Um, but yeah, it's. So I, I I don't know maybe maybe one Ford, day man. Listen, we may just go one day we might just get in the car and go to Detroit I yeah. don't know Hendon just hook us up we'll be there <laughs> yeah let us let us know yeah um yeah then we'll then after that obviously Jalen Hyatt goes to uh, the New York Giants I haven't watched that video yet I haven't had a chance to uh, what, of what, what? Was it? Daniel Jones and oh yeah what I mean he just kind of dabbed him up so okay. and well Daniel Jones did bring it up he's like man I had a blast watching you this season um. So I mean I, I I think it's a good situation him going like obviously like I thought he'd go higher but you know when you look at the Giants wide receivers I mean who who he's he's certainly <laughs> you can't say Jalen Hyatt won't have a chance to be on the field this season yeah I mean Sterling <laughs> Shepard's coming off injury they they got Jameson Crowder who's an older wide receiver uh, Darius Slayton I mean none of these guys had over a thousand yards last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they got Paris Campbell, um, so like no like top tier wide receivers, um, and definitely they want to add some speed, and I definitely think that's that's where Jalen Hyatt's going to fit in. I th- I mean his knock's always going to be his size, mm-hmm. but it was a knock for him going into college too, and he was the right. best wide receiver in the country. So, um, yeah, I mean it, it just takes one team, I guess, to fall in love with you, and I do think it's a good situation. Also, like, they throw it around a lot. I think it's going to help the Giants having a, a, a threat like Jalen Hyatt for a guy like Saquon Barkley. You know, you're going to load the box with Jalen Hyatt that could take the top off the defense at any time? Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, Saquon Barkley, uh, hero of mine. I mean, he, he won me my first fantasy football uh, championship. I'm glad he uh, won it for you because he uh, got hurt for mine. So. Uh, and then I, I purchased that color, their color rush jersey, which I don't know how it's color rush. It's white, but it's awesome. Yeah, th- those are sick. I like those white ones, and I like the Bengals white ones as well. Yes, they're, they're good. I think though, I think now uh, we talked about loving Chicago's. I do think I New York's my favorite actually. 
mm. the the Giants. Are they? Is it just the white ones? They may have had another one at some point, but at least I feel like they've had a red one. one. Yeah. No, the Bills have the red one. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. They may have had a different one though. They're but they're, they're way too close to have the same color scheme. <laughs> <laughs> I think they should have made the Giants and Jets have the same color scheme. You just don't even know who's playing in uh yeah in, in Jersey that day. <laughs> also, think part that. of like Jalen Hyatt that I was surprised about was like. I mean, his 40 time was blazing fast, but I thought it would be faster. I thought it would just, like, pop out like, holy crap. Like like a John Ross a couple of years ago. Like, no one re- – like, they knew who he was, but he wasn't just, like, a super, you know, wide receiver prospect. Me. But, yeah, when he when you set the, the record at the combine, you're like, holy crap. Um, yeah, that's So, you talked about how you didn't expect Hyatt to fall this far, and, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and be like, yeah, I had him going – 75 or 73. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah that's you're, not... you're Mel Kuyper. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> I did going into the combine, I thought, oh, he's going to he's gonna go he, – he's going to be in first-round contention because of uh, his 40 time. And then when it didn't just wow – the number didn't wow you, that was like – I didn't think that necessarily took him away from first-round talks. Obviously, it didn't on the draft board. But my hesitation was I don't know if teams are going to fall enough in love with the speed to overcome the size question. Yeah, and so for me, I was like, ah, you know, first rounds, probably on like late first rounds, probably on the high end of his 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 draft number. So mm-hmm. I yeah, did see that, a knock on Hidden Hooker. Now that you kind of say that with the the draft boards, that he threw to a lot of open receivers. So don't know how great his accuracy is. Guys, what the hell? People he also, got paid to write that. He also threw to a lot of receivers that weren't. See, that's the, what's frustrating about that is you watch highlights. That just you just told me you watched highlights. That's oh yeah, it. that's all you watched was highlights. Do a lot. I mean, is that not like the most asinine thing the, to knock somebody for hitting an open receiver? What the most crucial catch of the year that we talked about on uh, last Sunday was to Brew McCoy, and he put it where only Brew McCoy could catch it. Yeah, well, and it's just like they they say like accuracy is an issue at times. Guys, he threw like what fifty percent probably D balls, and had five interceptions. Why do, why do we have to listen to ESPN broadcasts that compared Jarrett Garantano's ac- accuracy numbers to Peyton Manning? And now we're hearing the probably the greatest quarterback. I'm sorry, Josh Dobbs. Sorry, Casey Clawson. Love you. You're the hero in the swamp. You are you are the Gator killer before Camo came along. But sorry, this guy took Tennessee to a different height. Probably one of the best quarterbacks since Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. And now we have to hear that his accuracy isn't good enough. Yeah, and I, I had to listen to Jared Garantano get compared to Peyton Manning. What are we doing? <laughs> it's insane. It's incredible. <laughs> it's it's on like you can – I guess you can – they just like get paid to spin whatever – For sure. Would get the most clicks. Like sure. Tennessee fans like – Oh, if you're saying like how good Hinton Hooker is, yeah, they're, they're probably not going to, you know, a lot of people have that. So they're not going to say anything. But the one person that's just like, oh, his accuracy just isn't there. Everybody's like, what? I got to read this. I got to see what kind of moron wrote this. I, I, I mean, it's, so a, it's question is to me, So if you're, if you're an NFL draft analyst or you're an NFL analyst and you're hearing that from GMs, hey, we're concerned with his accuracy or coaches. You're not going back to them and going, why? 
so you like are you agreeing with them or are you just saying what you said and then what are you are you following it up because it doesn't make sense well and like what are you comparing to are you right. comparing to Will Levis? Or, are, are we to Anthony really, Richardson? Yeah, are we really going to bring up that accuracy? He was he he was sixty nine point six percent this year, Landon. I he was sixty eight percent last year. Dude, too many open receivers. <laughs> it's like what? Did Bryce Young not throw to open receivers? C.J. Stroud. We have to listen to C.J. Stroud get talked about in the same sentences. One of the greatest offensive football coaches of all time. But he's having to throw to covered receiver. What are we? What are we doing? This is insane. I'm, I've got to look up Bryce Young's. What do we think his accuracy is? If I mean, it, it, dude, those receivers. Oh, please guess what his accuracy's been since since he's been the Alabama starter. Sixty six. Sixty six was his uh, twenty twenty one. Sixty four point five last year. <laughs> accuracy's an issue. Hendon, Hendon Hooker threw less balls this year, but I we didn't. Have, I mean, we we're yeah. we we're just hammering those deep balls. I mean, he didn't have to throw. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't have, have to. to. He, he throws to, to me. <laughs> <laughs> But that's a knock, Caleb. Uh, I know, and that's not me knocking Bryce Young. By the way, don't I get just me wrong. I'm not that. knocking Bryce Young. I'm just comparing the two things and it's absurd to me to sit here and say that Bryce Young doesn't get to make easy throws like he doesn't get to throw a freaking dump off to Jameer Gibbs and he takes it 40 yards yeah well it's like Jalen Hyatt drops because 40 time or he's he's a slim wide receiver but Hendon Hooker gets knocked for throwing to an open receiver and that open receiver was more times than not, Jalen Hyatt. I mean, what? Also, it's a gimmicky offense, so these guys aren't that good. How's the offense a gimmick? Yeah. If it's making bad players good, or not great players good, great. I mean, Jalen Hyatt won the blitz in the cough. If it's making not great players great, what's the gimmick? Right. I, I don't. I don't know what a gimmick is either. It's like Cracker Jack Stadium. I don't know what these things mean. Apparently. <laughs> We're not in the know enough, I guess. No. What are but, the and let's talk about the saying? next guy. Tennessee's best receiver goes down early in the year. And then Jalen Hyatt still does that. All right, anyway, Cedric Tillman, 73, 74, 75. Cedric Tillman to, to, uh, to Cleveland. Byron Young to uh, – Byron Young goes 77. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I don't know why I wrote down 75. <laughs> um, but yeah, been pretty so, insane if he got three back to back to back. I mean, they were all grouped there. Pretty yeah, close yeah, sixty-eight through seventy-seven. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's pretty crazy grouping. Cedric Tillman and Cleveland, uh, little Josh Dobbs action. Yeah, I was going to mention that too. Just uh, probably get to throw quite a bit of balls to to Cedric Tillman. Um, I mean, it's kind of the same way with the Giants in terms of like who they have. I mean, you're not getting drafted like Cincinnati, where you're having to go against. You know Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, mm-hmm. um, Jamar Chase. They got Amari Cooper, old. <laughs> um, Elijah Moore, who they traded for. Uh, Donovan Peoples Jones out of Michigan. He's you know he's a bigger receiver, kind of like a Cedric Tillman type. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you can't coach that physicality and that that no. that jump ball ability that he's able to just go up and get the ball. So I I definitely think he has a chance to to start for for Cleveland and um, definitely if he's 
able to to stay healthy. I mean, f you Akron. That's all I gotta say. F you. Right. I think. Uh, I mean, I think it's a good spot too. I do have. I think uh, Cedric Tillman's in a uh, less advantageous situation, and with Jalen Hyatt, you compared him to that. I just think Jalen Hyatt's got a better quarterback situation currently. Um, not a knock on Josh Dobbs, who I think they brought in to compete for starter uh, after the Tennessee. I mean, I don't think they would have brought him back necessarily. Uh, I don't know if they – I wouldn't say they expect him to start, but – Well, Deshaun Watson's going to start. Oh, I forgot about him. I was thinking of uh, – God, how did I forget about that? I was thinking of – um, good Lord. What's his name? I mean, I guess he could still, like, get in trouble for what he got in trouble for. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't know if he can. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm convinced he cannot. Um, I, I did forget about Deshaun Watson. Good Lord. Who was the starter last year? Um, Brissett? Good night. Yes, Jacoby Brissett. That's what I was thinking of. Um, so yeah, okay, Deshaun Watson. Never mind. Yeah, all right, yeah, but more advantageous than if assuming he's anything like he was in Houston. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, yeah, both of those. I mean, I don't know how great Deshaun. I mean, his numbers weren't fantastic last year. Um, yeah, but he didn't start until what game twelve. Yeah, yeah, so. it was weird. Um, so yeah, I mean, they they could both be in really good situations in terms of you know seeking out a starting job. Yeah, like I like I said, I, I I do like Cleveland in terms of chances to get on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And then before I remember Deshaun, never forget we stand with. Victims. They might have the ugliest color rush. This is brown. Yeah, I maybe I, I don't remember theirs off the top of my head. I do like the I like the brown with the orange for Cleveland. Just really it fits. It reminds me of the river. Um, I just think the brown pants is just like. <laughs> I like I like that I like their color the way that no, it does fit it. you know wearing like a khaki color on a Sunday it, it hey roll with it I love it <laughs> don't don't maybe they'll maybe they'll get John Harbaugh don't, don't too, or Jim Harbaugh sorry don't get them too excited yeah one of the Harbaugh's uh, then you get Byron Young to L A the Rams I always forget the Chargers are in L A now um, good for him great story. They, oh, did, dude, they did confuse him with uh, – I, th- I think it was ESPN that, that had Al- uh, Alabama's Byron Young. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, when, they got draft- when they got drafted, so. Yeah, you got to put that uh, Byron Young, Tennessee, when you're, you know, hitting that Google or you don't know what's going to pop up, so. Yeah, I do think it's good in terms – like, I mean, they obviously, like, liked him to – go get the passer. I mean, that's what he's in the NFL to do is, is go get the right. quarterback. Um, he needs to probably get a little bit bigger and, and be, you know, better and, and run support. But you got him to take pressure off Aaron Donald. That's <laughs> right. why you got Byron Young. And the athleticism's there. I mean, he's he's a freak at times and, you know, should have a, a good chance to make an impact for the Rams and – Again, take some pressure off probably the best player in the NFL and Aaron Donald. Yeah, absolutely. Probably and not a bad person to, to be next to you either. And, you know, when you're trying to go get – pile up the sack count, it's probably yeah. a, a good way for you to get more sacks if, you know, you got your guard and center and tackle all worried about Aaron Donald and not you. Yeah, we've always – there's obviously the long-running joke in football that the, the best thing to be is a, is a backup quarterback. Uh, people are cr- clamoring for you all the time. I, I would argue being the the number two uh, defensive end or opposite of of a guy like Aaron Donald would would probably be the best because 
you're never getting double teamed. No. Um, almost all, almost all shifts for pressure are going the opposite of you. If you're competent, you should have field days, man. You should have field yeah. days. Yeah. And they, I think they lost their leading sack guy in, um, is it Malcolm Floyd? I think that's right. Maybe. Yeah. Um, let them in pressures and sacks. So lost him. So definitely want to get some of that back. And, um, uh, again, just a, an incredible story of how he ended up in Tennessee wow. and so happy. Um, for him. Yeah. Junior college and, you know, just working at Dollar Tree before he decided. Yeah. I think he yeah. saw a poster, correct, for tryouts at Dollar General. And he was also working, he was working at Burger King and then became the assistant manager at a Dollar General. So just insane the way that, you know, full circle of how things have worked out for him. So, yeah, I think I, I think I saw a story where he went back to to visit his his coworkers at Dollar General pretty recently. So, um, also his tattoo is like the scariest thing. I'm not. Which one is it? I don't think I've seen it. Have you not? It's just like by on it, on both of his arms. Oh, it's just okay. like it's not even. Yeah, yeah. It's more like a brand, I guess. Not really a tattoo, but it's it's terrifying. <laughs> If it's a brand, a hundred. If anybody that's gotten branded is a scary. Yeah, thing. it's it's not even it's not a tattoo. It's a brand. <laughs> Love it. Uh, I did I did read off the that stuff for Tennessee um, with Darnell going forty seventh, going sorry tenth overall. Uh, that is a forty seventh first round pick for Tennessee. Nice in a NFL draft history. Uh, that's top ten. I couldn't find the numbers other than they're just top ten. So. Couldn't get the ranking. I don't know where they're at. They're in the top 10 somewhere. <laughs> um, and then they also have, uh, with, with those five guys going, uh, they now have 360. I believe that's including those five guys um, that have been a part of the NFL draft. That's 12th in the country all time. Wow. Mm-hmm. Also, that's uh, just, oof. Yeah, and five straight years of having a wide receiver drafted. Yep. Yeah, I think that's Josh Heupel effect. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think that's huge. I mean, when you want to try to get back to that wide receiver U that I think Tennessee was back in the early nineties or or nineties, um, early two thousands, mm. um, I think that's a good stepping stone. And I definitely think it's something to think about for recruiting. I mean, look at that, and Tennessee hasn't had the best quarterback play either in, in some of those right. years. Now they've the last two years, yes, um, but before that, probably not. So I think that's only going to get better. And um, you know, you want to catch the the Alabamas and the Ohio States in mm-hmm. terms of wide receiver. You, I, I think you're you're well on your way to get there. Yeah, absolutely. Love to see it. Uh, look, I mean, guys are awesome. Maybe I I will have to. I think I'm going to have to get a Darnell right because it's orange. Chicago jersey. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe a Hyatt Giants color rush. Maybe. Go yeah, that, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Sorry to the other guys. I I will not buy any more Cleveland jerseys. So yeah, I, I kind of want a Darnell right. I don't. I mean, offensive linemen they just don't. They don't get the love, out, man. But, but that yeah. yeah, they need some loving. So yeah, I'm huge Darnell right guy for for him. I mean, he's he's the big one that like really. You kind of thought when everybody was leaving, and they're like, "Well, he's gone too, right?" Um, and just kind of found a new, new life under this staff and, and Coach Ellerby, and um, I think that only helps your recruiting 
to yeah, absolutely position. And I, I I didn't read the whole article. I just kind of skimmed it. But he was talking about that transition period and and the the thoughts about leaving and stuff. And I mean, had an interesting comment about how uh, there was there were oftentimes that he would go in to work out and there were just no one in the building. Um, and so just like the unsureness of what was about to happen at Tennessee. So I mean, I think that like you said, big thing for recruiting. I think that says a lot about. Uh, some of the early buy-in that Heupel and his staff were able to get. And I'm not saying, obviously, not everyone bought in initially, um, but they obviously got some early buy-in from some key guys like, like Darnell Wright. And so that's that's huge. And, I mean, that's he he is certainly a catalyst for why Tennessee's where they're at. Um, you could just say that with his play on the field, but it's obvious, too, that, that he had some amount of early buy-in and um, was a leader on this team. So, yeah, I think – think he's he's got to take a ton of credit for for Tennessee being where they're at so quickly yeah also like just having a whatever number jersey sick <laughs> what numbers are you gonna wear have they said uh, I don't know I saw where Jalen Hyatt was like 84 I don't know what uh, darn I Hyatt hate was. NFL receiver numbers why do they always get why is everyone wearing 80 well and like now they're like going back to where like they can wear like single digits I think you got to earn that, though. I don't know if that's just, like, given to you. Well, I mean, yeah, certainly as a rookie, um, you're, you're not going to get single digit quickly. But, uh, yeah, I'm not a, not a fan of the – I know T. Higgins is going back to five. There's 53 people on a – like, surely there's there's somewhere that Joan Hyde doesn't have to wear 84. <laughs> you should get in somewhere. <laughs> Score touchdowns, you'll, you'll, you'll get that chance. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is that would be that would be a quick fix to whatever you want. Maybe yeah. he wants 84. I don't know. So, I mean, I do want to talk to you about Will Levis a little bit um, just because I know a lot of people that listen to the show probably are Titans fans. Um, right. I am not. I mean, I do, like, keep up with them. It's not like I'm, I don't care, but I'm just not a huge Titans fan. I never have been. Um, what do you kind of think about him falling, and do you like the getting him in the second round? Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm with you. I'm not a. I'd probably say I am a uh, bigger Titans fan than you, but I that's who I try to root for. That's the team I watch the most. Um, but I, I do like fantasy football. Um, I like following the vol- Tennessee Volunteers guys that are in the league. Um, so I mean, I don't. It, I don't know. It's like I've never just felt connection to a team like I do the Volunteers, for example. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I would say Tennessee Titans, um, and I mean. First off, I think part of the Tennessee Titans problem is just overall draft wasn't great. <laughs> and so now you're also looking at the Will Levis pick. Like, what are we doing? I don't think it's – getting him in the first round I think would have been bad. Um, getting him where they got him, I don't think it's a bad pick. Especially you do have an established quarterback right now. Yeah. you're He's not going to be your day one starter or anything. I don't know. I think it's, uh, it's a little blown – it's a little blown up how bad the pick was, quote unquote. But I think also the part of it is because of the rest of the draft. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you address like I'm looking at the first like couple picks. Now after that, like who knows like if they pan out or not. Um, but you really want to hit on those first couple picks in the draft. Um, you 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 got an offensive lineman which you desperately needed. You got a quarterback. Now, wide receiver, uh, 
I just don't know who he's going to throw to. And I don't know if you could really address all three of those needs in those first couple picks. Right. Um, but you did trade up to get Will Levis, and I'm just – Which is weird. Probably could have yeah, gotten him. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I, I, don't, I don't know. You, you, never like, know you didn't that. need him either, so also like right. what are we – yeah. It's, I'm just like, are, are you banking on him like being quarterback or like are you just bringing him in to compete with – Ryan Tannehill and the best guy wins the job. Like, I mean, right? It's weird. I just feel like they're maybe one in the same. Maybe I give the edge Ron Tannehill just based off. There's zero doubt in my mind. I would, I would give the edge Ron Tannehill. Right. I mean, <laughs> at this point, but like, I mean, they're kind of similar in terms of like. Sure. I mean, maybe Will Levis has better arm talent, but he's also got worse decision making. So, um. I don't know. It's it's. I think it hurts Tennessee Titans fans just because like Kenan Hooker was there, and you chose Will Levis. I I mean it's hard to argue with yeah, that. I think that too is part of. It is a little unfair, what a lot of fans have like said towards the organization in the sense of that because I think a part of that is, they hate Will Levis because he played at Kentucky. I mean, and he's not good, and they played against Kentucky. Uh, if he hadn't played at Kentucky. Fans are probably still mad, but maybe not have the same anger. Yeah. It's a I mean, different anger. It's a different here's anger. the thing. If Will Levis is a dumpster fire, I think Tennessee fans are like, see, I told you so. Right. Uh, well, let's just say if Tennessee somehow was in a position to drive, draft Bryce Young, zero Tennessee volunteer fans that are also Titans fans are mad about it. Right. It's a combination of the two things. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, if – I don't know. It could have been the same thing with Hinton Hooker. Like, what if he just doesn't pan out? Right. Um, you know, with Will Levis, it's a lot easier to, to hate somebody that you kind of already hate. Um, I Fair think point. that would have been difficult to draft Hinton Hooker. It doesn't work out. And then you're like, well, that sucked. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they, they definitely weren't looking at it, comparing the two. And they thought Will Levis was that guy. Here's the thing. They didn't go get him at – four or you know trade up to get him in the first round they went offensive lineman which was something they desperately needed and then they got what they thought was their guy in the second round i don't i don't hate the pick i mean i, I at some point will levis has to come off the board like he is a dra- like high draft well, he thought that day one too that's why he's in the green right <laughs> Yeah, um, maybe don't look at all the mock drafts. Um, Listen, I, I said it. I think I might have told you this. After watching draft day, I don't care who I am. I'm not going to be in the green room. I'm not getting Bo Callahan. It's not happening. Yeah. Yeah, I just – it's it's weird. Oh, well, I mean, again, I'm not a Titans fan, so I don't, I don't envy the situation. I just don't know if you got any better at the quarterback position, which I think is – important right to make a run and in, in the play and like when you look at i mean the colts i guess that are going to start anthony richardson i guess next year i don't i don't know yes you have to which <laughs> so you got davis mills or i guess you got cj stroud say cj stroud will be the starter anthony richardson will levis and trevor lawrence in that division wow yeah um, I mean, I it's there for you to take, but you got you got no you're not helping your quarterback out. You got no, be the best team in that division. 
<laughs> they might. <laughs> but they they have no receivers. No. The receivers are terrible. They have the worst wide receiver core in the NFL. Yeah. And you should have had one of the better ones. Yeah. The A.J. Brown thing will always blow my mind. Yeah. Berks just always. did not pan out. Um. I do know. I do know. Will Levis will not be Ron Tannehill. He's going to be one of two things, and it won't be Ron Tannehill, uh, or one of three things, I guess. No, sorry, one of two things. Apologize. After seeing how many girls he brought to the draft, he can only be one of two things. He's going to either be one of the greatest to do it, um, just how it goes. Like he's a dude's mm-hmm. dude. Zach Wilson? Are we talking about Zach Wilson territory? Uh, well, he he's he might be the other thing, or the other option is. He is awful. I mean, the bust of all bust. We will forget his name. Does it kind of help him to get drafted in the second round where he's he doesn't have to like – like, yeah, he can still be a bust, but like he wasn't like a top five pick bust. I think based on him bringing like seven different women to the green room, he is in bust of all bust territory. Mm, like okay. he, he cannot be just a bust. He's is a he bust. More, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not I'm – not, Hating on that, I'm just saying. Like, there was a lot of women there, and which one was his girlfriend? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I have no clue. He might not know. He might not know. Yeah, they okay, all like Gale. So I heard one more question about the draft before we move on to baseball because a lot of good stuff to talk about with baseball. Um, you have the number one pick. Are you taking Bryce Young or CJ Stroud? I'm probably taking. I'm probably taking Bryce. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I don't. CJ Stroud didn't go to the Manning Passing Academy. That's all I needed to know. <laughs> <laughs> as a high schooler or as a as a college quarterback? A college quarterback, I think. Okay. Um I, mean, I know there's a lot of concern with like injuries with Bryce and and I mean, that's fair, but I, I don't Talent's he, talent. And he was playing in I mean, he's he's been playing in the most physical league outside of the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um yep. which I mean I'm not saying that's necessarily a good sign of staying healthy or anything, but uh, I think he's been asked to do a lot, and then, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I take Bryce. I don't think the injury, I, I don't think the injuries scare me enough to go to CJ Stroud. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you you look at Bryce Young, what he did this year with. Now he had talent. There was talent on that roster, right? But it he didn't have the receivers that CJ Stroud did. Yeah, he didn't. I mean, he didn't have the receivers um, that he had even in twenty one. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. And he certainly didn't didn't have the receivers that Tua or Mac Jones had, right? And and I think either of the picks would have been good. Like I think the Panthers really couldn't have made a wrong choice with those two guys, which is nice. Like when you have would a be bad up, if I got a Bryce Young jersey, is that bad? I think you got to wait. You got to wait. He's got to win something for your team before you can. Yeah, wait to see if he is like the yeah. the actual quarterback of the future before. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, I think because he's an Alabama guy, he he's he can't be the quarterback of the future. He's got to be the quarterback. Okay. But yeah, yeah. but it it won't be wrong of me if he does do well for me to buy. No. Okay. No, but you do have to wait, I think. Okay. That's you fine. can't you can't be all in on Bryce Young yet. You have to cuz like you said, it's easy to hate for you. So you got to you got to be open to hate and you get to hate him more if he does suck, which should kind of kind of relief to you. Like you like you said, if let's say him and Hooker was in number 1 picks talk, that would suck if he goes to your team and his bust. Like, that would be brutal because you don't yeah. want to hate the guy. At least you can hate this guy and not feel bad about it. Right, yeah. Like, hating is fun, too. <laughs> Absolutely. That's why we watch sports. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> All right. 
All right, big orange cleaning crew. Young, by the way, you asked me, but I assume you you like the Bryce Young over CJ Stroud. I do, I do. Um, I I mean, saw him in person, so maybe I'm biased, but um, I, I just the talent, like he's just a wizard back there. Um, so I, I just think he he will be good for the organization, and hope it pans out again. But if it doesn't, I'll hate him, <laughs> like I already yeah. do. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, let's let's get into to baseball. I wish he was a little bit more hateable. Like he does seem like a nice dude. Yeah, like, no, he, I think... he's not making like it's just business videos and stuff like that. Like he's not doing anything like that. So I wish he was a little bit more hateable, like a Will Levis. Um, but I, I watched, and I can't stand. Um, good God, CBS guy, what's his name? Sports talk. I can't remember. He had this whole rant about Will Levis not wearing sleeves and how he didn't like it. Yeah, let's find something. <laughs> Call, uh, Colin Coward. That's who it was. <coughs> he's Fox or CBS? No, I can't remember. I think he's Fox. Okay, Fox. You know what I'm talking about. All right, yeah. let's, go, let's go to baseball. What a weekend. What a weekend, baby. We have the brooms. I don't have a broom in here. We have the brooms out. Yeah, we got we got some, some balls in the chat. We got uh, Jared Dickey and, and Xander Seacrest. Stars of the weekend. Um, also, Jared, I don't know if you got a chance to sign that ball that you uh, smashed that that window, but uh, mm-hmm. man, how could you do that? Yeah, also, what a, what a that's not your fault. Man. You got to do a better job of, of picking your parking spot. Okay. Yeah, I don't. It's very strategic of how you park around Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, parking anywhere beyond the outfield wall at Lindsey Nelson is dangerous, uh, especially. Right. I mean, any any time of year, but right now it looks like the the Vols bats have certainly heated up. Um, you, I mean, you guys broke Tim. You guys broke Tim Corbin. I mean, yeah, he is. Broken. He he is. He doesn't even remember. Like he's tried to. He sat in his office all week trying to just spell the word sticker. Like he he doesn't know what to do. Yeah, and, and you you got the ambidextrous pitcher, and he's thinking like I can throw with both arms. After yesterday, he's not he's not thinking he'll ever pitch again. He doesn't know if he's right or left-handed now. He can't <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, what a weekend, man. I mean, it was it was deja vu. It was starting the first game with a Griffin Merritt walk-off. Okay, yeah, speaking Perhaps. of that, if 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 Xander and uh, and Jared are still in here, I, I need to get their bat flip ratings on the Griffin Merritt walk-off home run. What was yours, 9.2? 9.5. Which I think is a, a fair grade. But man, it was cold-blooded killer stuff. I mean, like I said, he was calm, cool, collected. I thought he was gonna I, Bo Jackson over his leg. I'm like, a metal bat over your leg. <laughs> yeah, get this guy a wooden bat next time. <laughs> yeah, God. The the flip over his shoulder into the field of play was the just big dick energy move that that walk off home run deserved. No doubt or off the bat. I mean, he he had time to check his own bat, make sure there was a sticker on there. Xander said eight point seven. <laughs> that's, that's he's a, a tough man. crowd. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> he's a pitcher though. He hates bat flips. Fair point. It's fair point. <laughs> fair point. I get it. Um, but yeah, deja vu. You got the walk off with with Griffin Meredith for the first game. You got a run rule in one of the games, and you end up with a sweep. Um, you got Chase Burns fired up coming out of the bullpen. It was the same thing as last weekend, and I absolutely loved. it. Yeah, I mean Chase, Chase Burns. It's, it's been it's cool to see him kind of carve out a completely different role, 
and a role that like he just looks suited for man the energy right. he brings the uh his jog out to the mound this week i mean just the it looked you know i gotta expect when you come out of that bullpen there might be a little bit of nerves a little bit of um you know trying to get focus i mean there was just i mean he looked like give me the effing ball let's go does the different color color glove just like maybe take the velo up a little bit? I don't know. That's, that's a question I have. It must. We did get a, a nine point one from Jared Dickey. Man, these guys are tough graders, which I like. Hey, you got to strive. You got. You can't. You, you're never perfect. You you got to strive for that. But that's why I said. I said one. There's one bat flip in particular that's ten, and I don't think you can ever beat it. Just in the moment. I assume it's the um, the walk off right state. Yes. Yeah. Which I mean, listen, I I get it. It was phenomenal. I'm convinced that bats never landed. That that's probably fair. If it did, so it, can it, it be considered it. a flip if it never hit the ground? Maybe it, maybe it finally landed, and that was actually what hit that guy's window, and it wasn't Jared Dickey's home run ball. Uh, it, that's certainly possible, but yeah, I, I think it is. Also, like I'm so glad Jared Dickey finally got a home run, just because. He's had so many close ones. Like Texas A&M, he could have had probably three or four home runs, but the win brought it back. And then he had one that was reviewed that wasn't a home run. Um, so I'm glad he, he finally got this one over the wall. And it goes over the wall and it, you know, crashes into somebody's window. It ends up in, in the front seat somewhere. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, what a souvenir, though. No, I, I mean – It I does think... suck if you get your window busted and then some kid's – run out of the stadium and grabs the ball and takes it for themselves. <laughs> did they get the ball? Did they say? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I don't I don't know if the guy replied um back to that thread that I posted, but gotcha. Um it, it was funny how he was just like, yeah, that's my car. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like he was parked on the street. Like where was he even parked to I don't know. Well, I mean, par- a lot of people park on the street that like do the porches and stuff. Oh, okay. So maybe, um, maybe so then. Yeah, and, and that guy does do. He, it's Paul. Um, we know him a little bit, but he has a porch out there, so I'm sure that's what he was doing, parking right there. But gotcha. You take the risk. Yeah. At least it was a Tennessee home run, and, and I mean, not that Mississippi State had many of them this weekend. Outside of Friday, but yeah, that's uh, at least it was a Tennessee home run. Makes it makes right. it feel a little bit better. Yeah, thirty six hits on the weekend to Mississippi State's twenty three. I mean, we just hammered their pitching. Mm. Their pitching like Saturday, I mean, it, it, it was like a midweek game. Uh, yeah, like we, we were pitching innings. everybody one inning. Also, Xander, yeah. I don't know, like what can we do to get you more innings? I mean, you have two strikeouts in that inning. We can't get another one. Um, but yeah, it, it did have that same kind of feel. It's just like. You're an inning. You get an inning. You get an inning. Um, just there's a guy jogging from the the dugout to the bullpen every time. Yeah, we're like cruising along. It's it's like two hours. Um, we're thinking we're gonna get out of there, and we have all these pitching changes. Yeah, we gotta gotta go to the commercial break every chance they they get. Yeah, just trying yeah. to slow the game down, man. Get their get their time, their money's worth. Yeah, trying to get the fans' money's the worth. The red yeah. hat, the red hats on yeah. the field. <laughs> yeah, that's the most hated guy in sports, by the way. He is, 100%. I hate him. It's the same guy every time uh, for the football games. And I, I would like to know his name because I'll never name my kid that. I was – we were – me and my brother were just sitting there. We were sitting in a section. It was in the north end zone. Um, 
right above like the uh, Letterman's Lounge, that area. And we were just like giving the Red Hat a hard time. CBS game, just like get off the field, you know, just joking. Uh, halftime, I guess. He's over there, comes over to where we're like standing and talks to someone like two rows up from us that he knew. And we're just, we the whole game were just ripping him. Jeez. <laughs> Dude, I, I love a good uh, heckling of an umpire. I mean, that umpire, was it, I think it was Friday night. Man, he had a rough go of it. There, I don't know if it's the camera angle of <laughs> that outfield camera. Mm-hmm. There are some that just do not look close that get called yeah. strikes. And, and well, I, it's hard to argue from that camera angle because it could just be that. I mean, they, they look high, they look inside, and I'm, I, 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 can't, I have no clue. I don't know what a ball or a strike is. Well, Tony will definitely let an umpire know if it's – he's like, where is that at? Like, he'll, he'll let them know. And at, at one point on Friday night, he just laughed at a call. Uh, he's like, he's like, this Burke, is insane. I think it was on Saturday, uh, Blake Burke strikeout, and Blake's walking back to the dugout. He clearly, you know, asked where that ball was. And you can see Tony laugh, and I think he said, not even close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a rough night. But – um. Going back to Friday a little bit, Camden Sewell, man. Cam- Camden Sewell is, I mean, filthy, cold-blooded, filthy, cold-blooded. Uh, seven strikeouts, faced ten batters. Is that right? Ten batters, yeah, three and a third, I think, is is how much he threw. So yeah, I mean, what a what a performance from him just to have that other bullpen arm. You kind of lose one when you get Lindsey, but kind of gain one when you got Chase Burns. But just having another weapon like that that can go multiple innings for you is going to be huge down the stretch. Um, yeah. Especially with got- Halverson's struggling a little bit right now. Um, I don't know what that is. I mean, he's throwing pretty hard. I just think he's catching probably more of the plate than he probably should. Um, but Camden's been filthy. And and then Burns has been filthy. So, I mean, it, it's just a, a good thing to have. We have so many guys that can go multiple innings out of your bullpen. For sure. And then uh, Camden's got the, the beard. And, and a good nickname to go along with. I think he said his niece calls him Uncle Camo. Camo okay. is a great name for him. Oh, that's sick. Also, like, dude, his his mound strut, dude, it's, it's pretty badass. He, he, he's, got, he's got a great one. And he's uh, just long and lanky, so he can just bounce off the mound. It just looks so fluent. And I think that's why it looks so good is that the strides are, are long. Yeah. And he's a bit he's he's a huge dude. And he I mean I get you most of the time you see him he's up there alone so you have no reference point. Right. And but, he's higher than everybody anyway. Just <laughs> correct. Yeah, he's, he's on the, the, <laughs> he's on the mound. Um, but he's he's a big dude. I didn't I guess I just never really realized how big he is. Yeah. Uh also getting Christian Moore going again. I, I thought that was that was big. He had six he RBIs. Really him, man. Yeah. Six RBIs, three home or yeah, three home runs on the weekend. Um, so I think that was good. He was kind of the one like last weekend that struggled still, mm. um, you know, obviously got the ejection, didn't get to play on that Sunday game, but, um, came back this weekend, you know, with something to prove. And he, he I don't know what it is. Every time we like move somebody back in the lineup, they produce. So I'm all for it. If you're in a, if you're in a rut, move them back. It helps. Yeah. I don't know what you do with the number nine guy, but yeah, go. <laughs> keep well, I mean, he he goes to the bench, and then when he comes in, he'll hit a walk off like Griffin Merritt did. Yeah, absolutely. That middle of the lineup's been been great for Tennessee these last two weeks, and and that's 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 huge. Um, yeah. Not that they haven't had their their times this year, but now it seems like it, it's all happening together, 
which is obvious. I mean, you can tell with the amount of runs and hits this week. <laughs> that helps a lot. Yeah, and that outfield has just been phenomenal so far. Mm-hmm. You know, Jared with guys Dickey, moving around too. Yeah, Jared Dickey, Hunter Inslee, Christian Scott had a great series this weekend. I didn't. I, do you have Christian Scott's numbers by chance? Uh, I was going to ask you this. I, I think it was on Sunday, maybe, or no, Monday. I think you and Dylan talked about. Um, you kind of like the role that that Christian Scott's in right now. Uh, not a starter, but you know, playing, bringing him in to pinch hit and playing consistently, and you know he's getting his times and, and mm-hmm. producing. I mean, this weekend, it's a dude that it, it's hard to keep him off the field. Like he, well, made, he's made it hard. Like, yeah, you have so many guys. I mean, like with Griffin Merritt hitting walk offs, you have a great, you know, Christian Scott's hitting well, and and obviously he's one of your best gloves. I mean, Dylan Dryling is one that's like. And and Kavar's tears are guys that like didn't really do anything to lose their job. It's just like everybody is producing at the same time. So right, it's a good problem to have. And you know, I, I think I, I could this point in the season, you kind of like the experience, and mm-hmm. that's why I think you see them go a little bit more Christian Scott Griffin Merritt in that last outfield uh, DH spot. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, also, Hunter Inslee. I don't know what it is. Everything he hits is is a rocket. Um, he reminds me his bat. I don't know if it's just cause he's right-handed and everything he hits is just barreled, but right. he reminds me so much of Jarrell Ortega. I like that. Just comparison. the way that they swing. And like, I mean, when they pull the ball, it's like, it's into the porches. And that's, it just seemed like every home run that Jarrell Ortega hit, it was in the porches. And so it just reminds me of it so much. Yeah, absolutely. Um, sorry, I don't know what that sound is. Um, I was gonna make a joke about the. It's good that we have designated hitters talking about the guys in the outfield. I didn't realize the National League adopted the rule. I was gonna say I'm glad with this in the NL, but yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm good. Yeah, now it works. The NL of old. Yeah, there you go. Which is always weird to me that I mean that was like 50 years. Mm-hmm. That they didn't have it, but if you played an AL team, you could do it. You could use it. Well, if you play, if an AL team played an NL team, the AL team had the pitcher at a bat at home, right? Is that how it worked? I think it's if you played an NL team, the pitcher at a bat. Maybe I have that memory of Rizzo, I thought, being a DH against the Cleveland Indians in 2016. Oh, maybe I'm wrong then. I thought there was a home rule that it, whoever maybe that's was hosting right. maybe you that's follow right. their rule. Because he wasn't obviously it for the whole series. He wasn't mm-hmm. in Chicago, but I could be wrong about that. Hmm. You might be right. I, I don't even remember I mean, that. you're probably right if we're talking baseball rules. I'm just, I just assume that. But maybe, you're making me think I'm wrong. Um, I'm trying to piece together memories from the like how it like from yeah. games I've watched. It does, I guess it doesn't matter anymore. Certainly. Yeah, that <laughs> Um, But, yeah, you, you face a Walford team this weekend who, who's really good. I think they're 32-11 and 11 on the season. Um, lost to Georgia earlier in the year. That's who Tennessee will play this weekend at Georgia. Um, beat Georgia Tech. And they've – you know, they beat Sanford and some other, like, decent um, teams in there, but no one, like, power five level, really. They did play Wake Forest, I think, Saturday – Last Saturday, maybe, and got beat like eighteen to five or something like that. So they are a good team. 
hit the ball well, pitch the ball well. Um, I think Tony said something like they lead the nation and and strikes thrown. Um, mm. so yeah, I mean, I definitely think it'll be a good matchup for Tennessee to um see some good pitching, and then you know you head to Athens where you play a team that just got B ball miss who just earned their first SEC series win of the season. So a team that you thought was on the up and up when they swept Arkansas. And now, you know, then they lose to Ole Miss. It's just the way the SEC is. But hopefully Tennessee has found their stride and, you know, we take it to them and we just keep cashing this thing in. I mean, look out. Yeah, I hope you're right. I mean, right now you're like – you're in a really good spot to host. And so – uh, you just got to take care of business, but you also got to take care of business on the road this weekend because you're one and nine on the road this year. So definitely want to see that carry over to, you know, when you're not in Lindsey Nelson, just because like, if you're, if you don't end up hosting, like you want to be able to say like, Hey, we can win on the road. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah that would obviously work too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But love some sweeps, man. Love it. And then we'll be back tomorrow with the bat flip, talking more of baseball, a little bit more in depth um, about the weekend. Um, Yeah, it should be seven, maybe a little bit after that. Um, Still got to make those, make that work somehow. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll have it sometime tomorrow, and we'll we'll tweet that out when we're supposed to do it. Yeah. Also tomorrow at seven, uh, softball team rubber match in Arkansas. Arkansas did get that win today. Um, So for the series tomorrow, still don't love the Monday games. How does that work? How do Call, how do baseball, college baseball games have to be finished in a certain time on Sunday? And then – but you have softball teams playing on Monday night. Wait, say that again? Oh, yeah. yeah. Soft, I don't I don't understand that. It, it just doesn't make sense to me. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, Let's talk uh, – any questions? Um – Oh, so uh, Devin Arnold did say, how about them baseballs? They're smoking hard right now, and I love to see it. How big is that South Carolina season series shaping up to be in a few weeks? Um, South Carolina lost this weekend, and I forgot who it was to. Hmm. Um, Didn't see this. I haven't really done – dude, I haven't done anything this weekend. Like, anything. <laughs> yeah. Consider like, even like watching other games besides the Tennessee games. So yeah, I've been at the. They lost to Auburn. That's right. Yep. Oh. Yeah, they uh, they avoid the the sweep and won eight to seven today. But yeah, they did lose the series to Auburn at home, which is strange. Yeah, I mean that that's going to be a huge series. And again, if you know that could that could determine whether you host or not. Um, so I think you definitely got to take care of business this weekend where, you know, that series is like, who cares? <laughs> like, right. you win, cool. You know, de- definitely want to win that series just to have a better seating and, and things like that for the NCAA tournament. But um, I, I don't think it's the end-all, be-all if you don't win it. Right. Right. That's a good team. They got some hitters, and, you know, I don't – Hunter Hines this weekend, I, I don't know if he wants to enter the transfer portal and, and come to Tennessee, but, dude, that kid can mash. I don't know why we kept throwing him inside where he could hit it out. Right. We eventually learned a lesson. We're just like, oh, okay, we'll just walk you. <laughs> dude, okay, I'm glad. I completely forgot about this. I mean, is that – besides a walk-off home run, 
the watching the batter before you get intentionally walked and then hitting a home run has to be the, one of the better feelings in baseball. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, just a big double bird, Uncle Steven type, right out. <laughs> yep. Who did that? Christian Moore. They intentionally oh, walked on. That's right. Saturday, I believe. Intentionally walked Blake Burt. Which is insane because I'm like, dude, Christian Moore is like lighting it up. Yeah, there was. I think there was one on already. And they, they walked Burke. And they'd already walked him too. I mean, that's one thing. If you're going to try and pitch around him, I don't necessarily blame you for intentionally walking. Don't. If you're going to walk him anyways, maybe don't give him yeah. chances to, to hit a home run before it. In this this weekend, you kind of won in so many different ways. Like you won like yeah. uh, Thursday night, you were up, they came all the way back, and you just found a way to win it at the end. Thanks, Griffin Merritt. Yeah. Um, we actually tweeted, heading to the ninth inning, let's end it. And then first batter Griffin Merritt ends it. So I don't I'll know. Yeah, so – um, we called her shot, actually. All right, I'll, I'll take credit. <laughs> You're part of this. Um, um and, yeah. and then, and then uh, Friday, you're down seven to two at one point. You come all the way back, one eight to twelve, and then yesterday you just boat raced them. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Absolutely love it. It's not like you said. It's nice to win in, in all sorts of ways. Let's do that on the road now. Yeah, well, I mean, let's just run rule. I mean that's 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 what I'm here for. Sweeps are cool. Run roll sweeps, those are a new thing. Yeah. That would be insane. That'd be yeah. hilarious. Be <laughs> you just I mean at that point just play at least a double header one day. I love that Tennessee just spotted everybody like, oh you know, we're we're gonna blow this series to the the worst team in the SEC and then come all the way back and, and be just fine. Yeah, I mean, I don't like going about it that way, but I mean, if it results in in this, I mean, sure, I guess. I'll <laughs> yeah, take here's it, here, here's, you know, we'll we'll take a three spot and taking car taking cardiac kids to a whole nother level. That, well, that 20, well, yesterday it's like season. it just felt so weird. Like you boot a ball, and then the next guy hits a triple, and you're like, God dang it, guys! And then it didn't even matter because you hit two two three run home runs in the, the latter part of that inning. So I uh, I did look it up before we get into most important. Um, yes, anytime NL teams played in AL stadiums, they use the designated hitter rule. Okay. Yep. So chalk one up to old Caleb here, knowing baseball. Baseball guy. What can I say? Huge baseball guy. Got his ball. <laughs> um, let's go to uh, some most importants. Dylan, if you want to get in here, if you got any. So, so this this I know picture you're recovering from Broadway last night. <laughs> left them left them girls alone, brother. Yeah, dude. Um, this tweet just got replied to, so I I'm gonna bring it up. I mean, I know you're not much of a soccer guy, but we'll we'll turn you into one. Okay. Uh, there's a there's a picture of it's Beard and I think and Farragut soccer, and it's just hilarious. In the, in the same picture, you have a player you can't really see it probably from here not wearing shin guards, and then another player, and you might not be able to see him. Can you see the shin guards on that kid? No. Dude, they are tiny. They're the smallest shin guards I've ever seen. I mean, they have to be for like a toddler. It's like it's absolutely hilarious. And there's the rules. Talkers doing the the whole like the smallest shoulder pads thing. So yeah, I mean that's been it's been a fad for a while. And then you know they have or the, the knee pads. Right. Yeah, like the knee pads. Um like I had small shin guards, but mine were always 
in regulation because it's like you can get yellow carded for it. And then they're going to make you, if the ref feels like it, and some of them, you know, power tripping are going to, they're going to make you change shin guards anyways. Um, so I always had the smallest ones I could legally have. But yeah, there's some people, I mean, that wear nothing. And it's it's absolutely hilarious. One kid is actually wearing nothing in this photograph. And then the other, the goalkeeper is wearing the smallest shin guard that we've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, that's, it, it, it made me laugh. I did respond to it because it made me laugh that hard. <laughs> Small shin guards. I also love the like center. You'll you'll see like center backs defenders that are just mean as hell that have the biggest shin guards in the world. Yeah, that's my favorite. If you ever, if especially, so is that a fail? No, I think it's not the most important because it's just that funny. I just found it. Oh, I found okay. it funny. Okay. I just found because like it's not. Listen, I never. I don't. I think I had one time my entire life because I went. A guy came in with cleats into my shin. So in in however many years of playing soccer. I, I think I had one time where I was like, I'm really glad I wore shin guards today. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, they just they, – they're not super protective. Dude, I used to have very clunky shin guards when I was a kid. You know, the ones that, like, have the ankle guard attached to it? Oh, yeah. For that exact reason. But I have a picture of me as a kid wearing those. They had to be my older brothers. They're – it's a quite hilarious picture. Um, I mean, they're bigger than my legs. <laughs> Jeez. Um, um, what about uh, – yeah, I was, I was going to go um, – oh, crap, I had something. God, that's a fail too. I have a lot of fails. I, I think one of mine was going to be like the – the uh, window bashing that Jared Dickey did. I just think that's all time. Like that's it's it's something I always think about when I park down there. It's just like all right, like how foul would this ball have to be? Like it would have to be mashed. So Blake Burke makes me a little nervous sometimes when I do park in the the MVP <laughs> lot up there. Um but I mean, you're parking right next to the right behind that Right field wall. I mean, that's that's on you. Yeah, that's super bold. Yeah, but I guess like if if you're in the porch, probably I mean, you probably got that kind of money. He says he has insurance, so um, it covers it for free. Shout um, out to that comprehensive. This guy's spending money. Yeah, it's like I mean, I know insurance. Your insurance is going up. It, it's not free. Nothing's free no more. <laughs> is that right, Dylan? Comprehensive that covers windows, right? Yeah, it's something like that. Insurance guy, what are we I'm, doing? Dylan, I, that was a while ago. Okay. Pull, uh, pull Brent Bell in here. Yeah, call. I got, I got a guy. Let me call him real quick. That doesn't huh? Said, I, just, I thought you were talking about HR stuff. <laughs> or did you do this? Did you knock somebody's yeah, window out? It wasn't yeah, softball. That was, that was me. Maybe we should I, just I, go to get them all so hard windows on Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're the sounds game. Do you perform at a? with Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> Did you look up who Hardy is? No, not yet. I was gonna do it after the show. I'll do it right now. All right, yeah, do it right now and see. When Jesse sent me that bi- that picture, I was dying laughing. 
Um, that's kind of all the most important I have. Does anybody have any more? Nope. Uh, no more. Well, I had that most important about the uh, five stars. So no. Okay. Let's. Um, I have a fail of the transfer portal. And Colorado specifically, fifty-one players have transferred out. Like fifty-one. Yikes. What is Dion doing? Is he just like I mean, that's taking cleaning house to a whole different level. Your roster ain't good enough to just and the transfer portal doesn't have that many dudes for you to just say, Hey, like get out, there's no room for you here. Yeah, I don't so how does he replenish that? Because you can only sign so many players. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't understand. I don't get it. You Maybe he's going to take all those uh, walk-ons that um, Dabo Sweeney's taking off scholarship. There you go. <laughs> Maybe that's how he's doing it. I don't know. Fifty-one. Yeah, they're 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 close to the dirty thirty. I saw you tweet that. Yeah, um, I love that. Greatest one of the greatest football teams of our generation. Is team. he just making them an underdog to sell them as an underdog, kind of like Kirby Smart did? I don't think he needed to help them. I think he they they did that just fine on their own. Yeah, um, he probably could have held off ejecting half the team. I I love that. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I've got Matt Jones. Good friend Matt Jones, um, Matt or Mac, Matt, Matt, Kentucky, M-A-T-T. Kentucky guy. For the record, there was some bad buzz during the combine about Levis's interviews. We talked about it at the time. I'm told that his next round of interviews around pro day with the teams that matter, those drafting QBs, went much better. He will definitely go in top ten. Definitely. I mean, you weren't even close. He didn't go 11, 12, 13. You weren't even close. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just stupid, man. I'm pretty sure I saw a video of him saying that he wouldn't even go um, if he wasn't 100% sure that he was going to be in the top 10. Or at the very – there was some interview where he said that did not age well. Oh, yeah, about the green room. Yeah, he was like, I wouldn't I won't even go if I'm not, like, for sure going to be in the, like, top 10. Well, don't worry because Matt Jones also tweeted that day, Will Levis is going to be the best QB in this draft. There's a case to be made that you might take Bryce Young because the floor is lower, but no one has a higher ceiling than Will. He's going to crush it in the NFL, and whoever picks him becomes my second favorite team in the league. Who's his first favorite team? I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Who cares? Uh, please don't cheer for a Tennessee team. We're good. We don't need you. <laughs> but, yeah, what? It's probably the Dallas Cowboys. I, there's, there's, like there's absolutely no way, no way in hell you can say Will Levis is better than Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Absolutely no way. And I know some people want to say, oh, you know, he's clearly better than Anthony Richardson or vice versa. I don't I, I think you could probably argue those two, sure. Whatever. Between him and Anthony Richardson, whatever. Not even close to Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. No. And I'm not saying he couldn't be better because you never know what happens. But there's absolutely no way you could 100 percent say that. Yeah, CJ Stroud and uh Bryce Young never lose their uh never lose a job to uh Sean Clifford. <laughs> um Speaking of not even close, UAB tweeted, Coaches on our staff have coached been around 11 first-round picks in the NFL draft last night. What does that even mean? Say, Read that. I don't know. What, I, don't, I don't think I understood yeah. that. Coaches on our staff have coached 
slash been around 11 first round picks in the NFL draft last night. What does been around mean? <laughs> <I didn't laughs> that. UAB's account. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't like, I, I don't know what that means. It's kind of concerning to me. <laughs> what been around? Been around. Oh, is that a bonk? Both that guy's Twitter privileges. They were talking about uh, they were talking about like exposure to COVID. Yeah, it's like that. It's like how have you been around anyone with COVID in the last thirty days? So they they try to infect these first round <laughs> players. That's weird. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. kind of messed up. <laughs> I mean, they've been around Bryce Young because their their school is only two hours away from Tuscaloosa. they're in the general vicinity (laughs) Trent Dilfor has driven through Tuscaloosa while Bryce Young was there yeah Trent Dilfor actually uh, Bryce Young came to Elite 11 Mm -hmm. at uh, Lipscomb where Trent Dilfor coaches coached (laughs) did they like go recruit like the same high school as like a five star like another kid just to say that they were Mm -hmm. around I'm going to start, like, putting that on my resume. Like, I've been around Fortune 500 CEOs. Yeah. I've been in their stores. I think they've been, probably been there. It's like, they, there's a chance they've been in their stores as well. I've been I've been there. Mm-hmm. I've I've probably also been around. You definitely have. 11 first-round NFL drafts. I've definitely well, won. I've definitely been around Darnell Wright. Yeah, uh, same. I've actually took a picture with Darnell Wright in Walmart. I have been to Jalen Hyatt's hometown before. <laughs> I live in the same I live in the same state as some of these draft picks. <laughs> You've been to Irmo, huh? Yeah, I uh we we stayed in uh when we went to Columbia, we stayed like 15 minutes away from the school. Mm. So He's probably driven on that road before, next to where we stayed. Yeah, so I mean, chance we we probably sat at the same red light. That's <laughs> wild to think about. We ate at the same Cracker Barrel. <laughs> I think we ate there twice that weekend, and I'm not mad about it. I love Cracker Barrel, but <laughs> I think that's how I'm going to start booking hotels. Where is is Cracker Barrel walking distance from the front door? And if it's not, I'm out. Have you been around? Like, is the hotel around the Cracker Barrel? Yeah, exactly. Like, can How you many Cracker Barrels you've been around around. <laughs> around this hotel? If it's not 11, I'm out. Yeah. Minimum. Maybe that's been around. That's the, that's the that? tweet where it's like, I've they it was a big thing like a couple years ago, and I don't think I've seen it as much, where uh, coaches would, would say they've coached anybody that had been involved in their program if they were yeah. an NFL guy. Mm-hmm. Those are actually my favorite ones. Because, like, Jeremy Peru would have, like, a billion because he goes right. to Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> he's been around a lot. I like to see how many he's been around. Yeah. Yeah, Trent Dilfer is uh, – he's getting it done, I guess. <laughs> he's He's been around. <laughs> been around. That's awesome. I did. <laughs> also – this is another great thing that I saw today. So we tweeted like a mock draft of, of three Tennessee players going in the in the first round. Didn't end up happening. But a guy on Facebook, and I love Facebook for this very reason because it's just you never know what you're going to get. Um, this guy says, Lions got the best quarterback in this draft. Sad to say, Hooker got the biggest shaft in this draft. 
Good for him, man. <laughs> is is um like, you... I mean, you have absolutely been around. Is is that the uh oh god, I'm blanking on the guy's name. San Francisco running back. Oh uh, last night. Frank, Gore. Frank Gore. Is that the Frank Gore award? Yeah. <laughs> In the draft, biggest shaft in the draft, baby. <laughs> let's let's give out that award right now. Are, are we going Hendon Hooker? Or do we think there's someone else worthy of the Frank Gore Award? Man, who would have? I don't know. There who's was a, a there was a yeah, who's got that hog on him. There was a reporter that was trying to describe some guy and was trying to say just big guy. She goes big dick, big guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> who was it? I think that it was Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter. Biggest shaft of the year. Congratulations. Yeah. I think if a reporter says you have a big dick, like you have to get the, right. the Frank Gore Award. Congratulations, Jalen Carter. That's that's huge. Like Dude, also, know. like it'd be all time if he just re- like quote tweeted and said sup. Well, I mean, <laughs> it is concerning that she's saying that. You you did have that scandal with uh was that Georgia? No, that's LSU, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, where they were just all she's obviously been around some NFL <laughs> yeah. draft picks too. So <laughs> Yeah, how we heard more about that story? I, I forgot about that. What happened in that hotel room in Atlanta? Wait, what? That with like LSU staffers and and players apparently having an orgy? Oh yeah, I don't. I feel like <laughs> we should have heard more about that by yeah. now. Like that yeah, seems something they got brushed under. We having a meeting like, about that in Cincinnati. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, we didn't even get to the storm in the field, which is fine. We, yeah, it's. I mean, it's stupid all around. So yeah. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, biggest shaft in the draft. Um, I think that's the most important. Actually, I don't think that is a fail. <laughs> it is because we just came up with a new award, the Frank Gore Award. Every <laughs> we're doing this every year, guys. Keep your eyes, keep your eyes peeled. Yeah, um, Joe Dillon, write that down and make sure we never forget the biggest shaft in the draft. <laughs> oh God, that's awesome. It is. Uh, it's almost after dark, so we're allowed to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I mean, we, we talked about all th- – this is the time where we just banter. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, any more fails? I, I don't have any more. I'm going to save one for stupidity. Okay. Um, I got this one. Um, it's Florida Gators at Gators SSZN. No, it's Gators S – Gators season is what they're trying to say. Um, it says Anthony Richardson round one pick four. Stetson Bennett round four pick one twenty eight. <laughs> Josh Pate's responses to that have been amazing. <laughs> have you seen them? Huh. He initially quote tweeted, "Is like I don't think this is the flex you all think it is," <laughs> and everyone's just responding to it like he's better. Blah blah. And he's like, again, I do not think you understand what this means. <laughs> yeah. And so just everyone like all these Florida fans are mad at him, and he just has the same response. This is not the flex you think it is. <laughs> so you're saying you had a better quarterback and then sucked still. Yeah. I did remember. I don't know if this is a fail or most important. Did you see someone screenshot it? Someone put, uh, posted on VolQuest. Well, I finally got the call. No VolQuest ever wants to get. Um, turns out this chick that I'm seeing has a husband and he's also on this board. <laughs> Oh yeah, I did see that. I love I love some drama. That's some reality TV stuff right there. Yeah, I think I think we need to get them both in the same room, or at least in the same in the same board posting, and, and just well, let's get them out. on. The, let's get them on the show. Yeah, sure. Uh, Charlie Tweeter, you're welcome to come on and, and just. I think you got to give his names though. Like we can't go hush hush about this. No, nothing anonymous. I, and I'm not saying first and last names or anything. Just board names. Like what's the the, the wife? If her boyfriend and her husband are both on vault.
Yeah, so we let them hash it out. They talk it out like the, everything's cool, and then we ask them who has the biggest draft <laughs> in the draft. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, who is your Frank Gore, man? <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that. Again, screen names is all we need. And I think, I mean, I'll even, listen. Have, I'll have be the, we seen if anything has come about this? Has anybody? I, I have not. I'll, okay. But I'll be the intermediary. I can help establish, you know, times and schedules. Like, when when is boyfriend's time? When is husband's time? That kind of thing. I'll gladly help. Yeah, let's map this whole stuff. thing out. Yeah. Uh, you know, who is she, who's she going to the Georgia game with this year? Uh, does the how husband many, get Georgia how or many NFL draft picks has she been <laughs> minimum 11? <laughs> All right, I think that's a good place to wrap it up from. Yeah. I think that we just nailed that bit and we're done. We're good. Yeah, we killed it. <clears throat> Guys, thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with the bat flip talking about Tennessee uh, baseball and their sweep over Mississippi State again. And then, um, uh, Volunteer Club, go check them out. They got a lot of great stuff happening over there. Um, I saw it, dude. I saw one of those hoodies that they have with the liner that has like all the fur coat and mm-hmm. the daddy hat and stuff like that. That's so sick. Um, so check them out. Um, we'll have a uh, link where you can click on that right now and then uh, go to that. We are, what would you call us? What, what do they call us? An influencer? Affiliates. Affiliates. Influencer, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, go check them out. They do an awesome job, and I just think it's the best way to make sure that you kind of have a say in, in how well Tennessee kind of handles this NIL stuff. So mm. It's a good time to get into, and um, here in just a few months, a lot of new guys arriving on campus, and Volunteer Club's going to be a full go here. Yeah, and especially no, like – No off-season in NIL. No, no, never. Um, and that's, they're able to come up with a lot of like cool merchandise and stuff like that just because of NIL. So, um, definitely be on the lookout for that and, uh, enjoying it today if you haven't already. And, uh, we're bringing the boat in and we out.